You are listening to A Scary State, and this week we're doing things a little differently. So, Joe? Yes, Lauren? Let's get scary. All right. Hi, everyone. So, you can say hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So, as you hear, Joseph is on the show with us um, this week. So, that's my husband. Um, And that kind of comes with some news that Nora and I are sharing So, unfortunately, she has to step down from the podcast. Um, She just has a lot of stuff going on with work and with her dog that it's just not – she's just not able to do this anymore. Um, So, I totally support her decision, but I'm going to miss her because she was such a great host. Um, So, going forward within the next few weeks, I'm going to be having some guests on. So, like, Joe for this one, and then some other people are going to be on to kind of – Help me do some episodes, do some research with me until I can figure out, you know, what's going to go on and who my permanent co-host will be. With that being said, I am going to need support from all of you guys who are listening um, to just keep supporting me and downloading the episodes until I kind of figure out what's going on with this. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys are still going to listen and hopefully I'll be able to move back to once a week. Um you know, and kind of give you guys, continue to give you some content. But so... Pretty soon we should be getting Montana out there. I will be on that episode as well. It'll be my first opportunity to do some research and help Lauren with this. So I'm very excited. And yeah, I hope you guys uh, stay tuned in. Yeah, and you'll have to give us some reviews so Joe can hear (laughs) what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. Be brutally honest, too. Well, not too brutally honest. Yeah, (laughs) you might hurt my feelings a little bit. Sometimes hurts our feelings. (laughs) Um, But so tonight... I chose to talk about a weird, possibly paranormal phenomenon known as doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. So doppelganger is German for double walker and is a biologically unrelated lookalike or a double of a living person. In both mythology and works of fiction, the doppelganger is said to be a paranormal phenomena. Sometimes these doppelgangers can appear as an apparition who lacks shadows or reflections, but other times and more commonly, they seem to be legit clones of the original person, almost like a twin. Some stories view these doubles as being the evil twin. But other times, and more commonly, they are viewed as being an omen or a sign of bad luck, especially if a person sees their own doppelganger. But what does it mean if someone else sees your doppelganger? One of the beliefs is that if a family or friend sees your doppelganger, it could mean that you may be very ill soon. In German mythology, they were referred to as bad omens or signs of death, like I just mentioned. Some say that the doppelganger was a spirit who was attempting to provide advice to the person they shouted or their lookalike, while others say that these spirits tried to plant evil thoughts into the mind of the lookalike in the hopes of confusing them. But a lot of times, definitely more in modern times, a doppelganger is mentioned if a person resembles another. So I actually have a doppelganger story about Joe. So one day, I was out walking Roy, our dog, and Joe was at work at the time, but it was around the time of day when he would be heading home. So I'm on one sidewalk in our neighborhood, and I see someone who I thought was Joe walking towards me. So much so that I did this super goofy wave and almost let go of Roy, like let him off of his leash to run up to Joe as he's done before. So the guy was dressed the exact same way as Joe dresses for work, had the same facial hair, same color, and he was even wearing a baseball cap. And for those who don't know, Joe always has a hat on always 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 and the hat of the dude he was wearing a red Sox hat the exact same kind that joe like literally always wears 
So I do the goofy wave and then as we got closer, I realized that it was not Joe and it was a man I did not know. So we passed each other and I can't remember what I said to him as we passed, but I tried to make an excuse for why I did a really weird wave and I couldn't think of anything and it was really, really embarrassing. So I immediately texted you after and I told you that I had seen your doppelganger, but after that I never saw this random guy again. But, so remember how I mentioned that sometimes if your family or friends see your doppelganger, you get really sick? Yep. Like, it means that you'll get ill. So I was thinking about that. So that must have happened sometime in the spring, like March, April time, because it was nice and warm outside. And you went to the hospital with kidney stones in July. Yeah. So uh, that's, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. Must have been a good-looking guy, though. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So then I have another doppelganger story. So I don't know if this is like a doppelganger or a glitch in the matrix or what. But okay, so where I used to work, I worked in like a big open room. And at the back of that room was an open entrance to the kitchen. To the left of the room was a long hallway that led to bathrooms in another kitchen. So one night I was working because I worked the 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. shift. And I was heading to the kitchen in the back of the room to heat up my dinner. So I heated it up and was just glancing around the room and saw my coworker, who we will call Frank, over towards the left of the room, heading down the hall that led to the bathrooms in the other kitchen. So I walked the maybe 10 steps to my desk and right in front of me at Frank's desk is Frank. So he was just working away like he'd been there the whole time. So I literally did a double take because I knew I had just seen him walking away from the room towards the other kitchen. So there was literally no way that he could have made it back to his desk that quickly without like before me or without me seeing him. It was just very, very creepy. Yeah, it's a bit odd. It is a bit odd. So English speakers usually relate the word doppelganger to a paranormal concept, but a different word has been used that is described as, quote, the apparition of a living person. This word came from Francis Gross's book called The Provincial Provincial Glossary, which was written in 1787. That word is fetch, not to be confused with fetch from Mean Girls. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Lauren. (laughs) Thank you. So these are also seen as bad omens and would usually appear to one's family and friends before that person's death. But seeing a fetch in the morning would signify that that person would have a long life. This idea of an alter ego or double has roots in many different places. So Catherine Crow wrote a book entitled The Nay Side of Nature in 1848, which brought about the popularity of the word doppelganger. Ancient Egyptian mythology has the ka, like K-A, which is a tangible spirit double. This double has the same memories and feelings as the person who they are the double of. So it's believed that everyone is born with a ka, and if that leaves the body, that person will die. Or it's said that if the person dies, their ka can live as long as it has a place to live. Uh, This could be one of the reasons for, like, the extensive burial preparations that the Egyptians performed for their dead. They wanted to make sure that this ka had an appropriate accommodations and those needed for the afterlife and a place to continue to live. But if the body decays, this extra spirit will die and that person would lose the chance of having eternal life. Huh. Euripides, a tragedian, which is like a comedian, but they write tragedy, um, from ancient Greece, wrote the play Helen, which was which has a double spirit in it. Norse mythology, more specifically Scandinavian folklore, has the Vardoger, which is defined as, quote, the premonitory sound or sight of a person before he arrives. So this double is seen performing a person's actions before that person even arrives in the area where the double was seen. So this leads people to believe that they have heard or seen the person before that person physically arrives. 
The Verdogre, though, doesn't have the evil connotations that doppelgangers seem to have. Finnish mythology has the Atianin, also known as a first comer, who pretty much does the same thing as the Verdogre. I don't know, these words are hard. <laughs> but in Breton, Cornish, and Norman folklore, this double, known as the Anku, is a personification or servant of death. So this Anku is sort of described in the same way that the Grim Reaper is described, with like the Black Veil and the... Scythe? Uh-huh. So another interesting belief comes from the Native American myth that says that doppelgangers are basically your evil double from the underworld. So one double lives in the like upper world and one lives in the underworld. Huh. So the Hopi legend says that there are twins, the child of the sun and the child of the water. They believe that whatever is happening in the upper world has the opposite happenings in the underworld. What movie does this remind you of? Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes because I was like, this is literally that movie. Yeah. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, you breathed in. I'm just thinking about how crazy it is just to think about how many people there are in the world. And, you know, you would think that there would be more doppelgangers because, you know, how many people can look different? There's just so many yeah. different people in the world. It's just crazy. Well, I had this, I was talking to my friend at work the other week actually about this. And he was saying, like, you know, if you're one in a million, say, well, then there's like 200 of you in the U.S., if you think about it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I did well, see yours, so. Yeah, I did see I did see a fact where there's only one in 135 chance that there's a single pair of exact doppelgangers. A one in how many chance? 135. Interesting. That seems really low. Yeah. That and that's really and that's low. with you know almost exact features like if we were to pull out a measuring tape and you know measure between the facial features mm -hmm. and also you know measure ear size and all that stuff for it to be super close you know it's one in 135 chance which isn't you know yeah huh so we've talked about the history of the doppelgangers but now let's talk about some of the experiences people have had so one of the first stories of a doppelganger experience comes from Isaac Walton in his 1675 novel, Life of Dr. Rizkin Rizing. Walton claimed that John Don, Donay, John, John Don, Walton claimed that John Don, who was an English metaphysical poet, saw his wife's doppelganger in 1612 in Paris. About Don's case, Walton said, quote, a person of honor told with such circumstances and such asservation that i verily believe he that told it to me did himself believe it to be true so in old timey words that pretty much means that this man john don had this story that he told walton and walton was like well this guy is like of such high honor so i believe everything he's telling me so don's account went like this he had been having some he had been having dinner with some friends and all his friends had left the room for some time sir robert returned to the room to see don acting odd he told Sir Robert that, quote, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. This I have seen since I saw you. Sir Robert tried to tell Don that this must have been a dream and that no such thing happened. But Don was adamant about what he had seen. Well, later that same night, he learned about the stillbirth of his daughter. So that's super sad. Oh, yeah. The next one is about Percy... Baishi Shelley. So Percy Shelley was married to Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein. Percy had oh, told yeah. yeah. I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. 
So Percy had told Mary that he had met his own doppelganger. This doppelganger came to Percy in a dream he had had on June 23rd, 1822. In his dream, he saw the figure of himself, and eventually the two came face to face on a terrace. His doppelganger spoke to him and said, quote, How long do you mean to be content? Percy stated that this was nothing... Percy stated that there was nothing strange about this conversation, but it was known that whenever Percy was ill, he would have these type of dreams. But not only did Percy see his doppelganger, but so did a woman named Jane Williams. So she was like one of their neighbors. Mm -hmm. On June 15th, 1822, about a week before Percy's nightmare, Miss Williams was standing by her window looking out at a terrace with her friend Trelawney when she saw Percy pass by the window. She then saw him pass again going the same direction. This would have been impossible, though, given the way that everything was set up. So the only way to pass by that window again would have been to go down, like, this terrace and this embankment and, and wrap climb around. up a thing in order to pass by that window the same way he did. So this struck Miss Williams as odd, obviously, because she saw him pass twice going the same direction. Trelawney stated that she had not seen Percy at all, though. And in fact, Percy had been nowhere in the area at the time that Miss Williams claimed to have seen him. Well, in this case, that doppelganger was a harbinger of death. Less than a month later, on July 8, 1822, Percy Shelley drowned in the Bay of Spezia near Lurisi in Italy. A more positive experience of a doppelganger happened to Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. In his autobiography, Dichtung und Wartheit, which means poetry and truth, book 11, between, 11, between 1811 and 1833, Goethe wrote of an experience he had. He was visiting this lady of his named Friedrika. Goethe was heading towards his way home in Drusenheim, a place located in France on a footpath. As he was riding, he had a vision. In his vision, he saw himself coming towards him on this footpath on horseback. The vision he saw of himself was wearing an outfit that he had never worn before. He shook himself out of the vision, and the figure he had seen disappeared. Well, eight years later, he's riding down the road again towards his friend Frederica. He was wearing the outfit he had been wearing in the vision from eight years prior. Apparently, that dress hadn't been on purpose, but by accident. I don't know how it was an accident, but apparently it was an accident. This remembering of the vision uh, calmed Goeth, and he said it helped him regain his self-possession, which sounds like a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of these could be the, you know, your self-conscious speaking to you, especially with the man that was, you know, having visions of himself or visiting in his dreams when he was sick, asking when he would get better. It sounds like just a lot of, you know, self-conscious talk and... Same thing with this story right here. Yeah, potentially. Then we have Tryon. So this one occurred in the Victorian era. Tryon was a vice admiral. His doppelganger was seen walking through the drawing room of his family's home in Eaton Square, London. His wife was having a party on June 22nd, 1893 with several party guests in attendance. Many of these guests saw Tryon walk through the drawing room looking straight ahead without saying a word to anyone. Well, what's weird is that at this time, George Tryon was on a ship called the MHS Victoria, which was part of the Mediterranean Squadron, who were sailing off the coast of Syria. Well, that same night that he was seen walking through the drawing room, the boat that he was on actually had collided with the HMS Camperdown, following a strange order that pretty much turned the ship to collide with the other vessel. George Tryon went down with his ship that night. Wow. Then we have Catherine the Great. So it is said that one night, Catherine was laying in her bed when her servants ran into her room to tell her that they had seen her enter the throne room. Well, Catherine set out to investigate and found her doppelganger sitting calmly on her throne. She ordered her sentries to shoot the doppelganger. It is unknown if these bullets had any effect on the doppelganger, but not long after seeing her own, Catherine the Great died. The same thing happened to Queen Elizabeth I of England. She also saw her doppelganger one day, but hers was lying motionless on her bed, almost in the same way that a corpse is laid out for viewing. Even in these times, seeing something like that is a sign of death. 
but unfortunately, Queen Elizabeth also died shortly after seeing hers. Then we have a weird tale of Emily Sagi. So she worked as a teacher at an exclusive girls' school back in 1845. She soon became known for doppelganger activity that occurred around her. Her doppelganger was first seen by an entire class of 13 students. The doppelganger was standing right next to Sagi, mirroring her movements. The next time, the same twin was sitting next to Sagi as she was eating, again mirroring her movements. The strangest thing, though, was that everyone could see this double, everyone except Sagi herself. The double soon was able to travel away from her and still be seen by others. At one time, it had been it had been seen sitting at the teacher's chair in a classroom while the real Sagi was outside in the garden. A few of the brave students even tried to approach the doppelganger. This is when they found out that they could actually pass through it when one reached their hand out and their hand went right through. They described the texture as reminding them of thick, of thick fabric. Soon enough, the doppelganger became a permanent thing at the school. It freaked out people so much so that some parents began removing their daughters from the school. Sadly, even though Seiji was an amazing teacher and had been one for 16 years, the headmistress had no option but to fire her and her doppelganger. <laughs> so this story is interesting because some people believe that Seiji did have a doppelganger, while others believe it was by location. So we talked a little bit about what the doppelganger is and all that stuff. Well, bilocation is a form of psychic ability, so it's the ability for a person to project an image of themselves in a second location. This projected self is known as a wraith. This wraith is indistinguishable from the original person and can even interact with others in the same way that the real person would. Didn't the supernatural do something with a wraith? They did. I can't remember the episode. Because it sounds familiar now that I'm saying Yeah, it. I'm sure they, they definitely did, but I feel like that would be a pretty, you know, great power to have. Yeah. Yeah, because it can interact with other people. So, like, you know, I could, like, be chilling here at home watching TV and my wraith could go to work for me and that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm a wraith and the real ver- the real version of me is upstairs in bed napping right now. That would be so freaking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so even our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, had some doppelganger experiences. So a little background. Lincoln's son passed away at only 11 years old. Overcome with grief, Lincoln and his wife started to hold seances in an attempt to talk to their son, Willie. The mediums who they worked with all agreed that Lincoln was, quote, the processor of extraordinary psychic powers. Well, after his first election into office in 1860, Lincoln had been in his chamber just lounging around. He got up to go to his bureau where a swinging glass was. When he looked into the glass, Lincoln saw himself reflected, but he noticed that his face was showing a reflection of two separate and distinct images. The tip of the nose of one being was about three inches from the tip of the other, so they were like, there... But like separate. So this obviously startled Lincoln, but when he looked back at the glass, the illusion he had just seen disappeared. So as he was about to lay down, he saw the image again, but this time one of the faces was noticeably paler than the other, by at least like five shades. Lincoln went on to see that face every so often. He wasn't worried about it and thought it was kind of cool, but his wife did not like it. She was worried about this ghost face that he kept seeing. She thought that this was a sign that he would be elected to a second term in office because of the two faces, that the paleness of one of the faces was an omen that he would not see life through the second term. Well, Lincoln was elected for a second term, but was assassinated only 42 days into that second term. And then so in real life, there are many different websites that allow you to upload your photo onto a website, which is kind of like what you were saying with there being so many, you know, potential doppelgangers out there. 
So then facial recognition software will go through all of the other users and will try to match users with essentially their doppelganger. Some of these sites have reported that they have found numerous living doppelgangers, which are known as twin strangers. So as of 2020, this website had found over 250 pairs of twin strangers. A very weird case of twin strangers occurred when a person found someone who lived in their same town, had the same name, same birthday, same doctor, and even took the same medications at the same dose. They found out about each other because they had a mutual professional friend. So at no other time did they ever bump into each other. They never crossed paths. They only found out about each other because of this one mutual friend. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I remember that photo that Addison, Addison, if you're listening right now, hello. She sent me the photo of the gentleman on the Metro. And it was a photo from behind, but... He was wearing a hat. He had the same hairline as me, same color same skin, length. same length, same ears, everything from behind. If if I didn't know any better, I thought it would be a picture of me from the back. It, it was, was that weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I also read something a little true crimey about doppelgangers. So this tradition, as it was described, goes back to the 1800s, but is still practiced today. So in China, there is this thing that happens. If you're poor and a law-abiding citizen, a person who is rich but guilty of a crime may pay you to serve their punishment instead of them. So that is, if you look like each other and you have a doppelganger, you might be pressured into doing this thing. Hmm. That'd be a cool movie concept. Yeah. So back in the 1800s, many poor individuals would be executed in place of a rich person. That rich person would then pay the person's family so they were no longer poor or struggling with money. So it was something that the doppelganger would do to like help out their family. So if you were poor and someone rich finds out that you're their doppelganger, this may put you in a bad position to make a really tough decision. So a big scandal of something similar to this happened in 2009. A 20-year-old from a very powerful family decided that he was above the law and wanted to race his car through the streets. This took a horrible turn when he hit and killed a pedestrian. While waiting for the police, the person was photographed laughing and smoking. Apparently, there was also some police cover-up because when the man was convicted, he was only sentenced to three years. But the wild part? The man who showed up to court didn't seem to be the man from the crime scene photos who had been laughing and smoking. A survey was conducted, and 99% of participants in the survey believed that the man who showed up in court was a different person from the one who broke the law. So whoever showed up in court was sentenced to three years, served their time, and was released. So it's believed that he was paid for the time that was served from whoever his rich doppelganger is. Wow. But could there be a scientific explanation for seeing one's own doppelganger? A term used in psychiatry and neurology is hutoscopy, which is the hallucination of seeing one's own body at a distance. Usually this can be seen as a symptom of schizophrenia and or epilepsy. So in one experiment to help treat a patient with epilepsy, scientists found that if they applied a shock to the part of the brain called the right angular gyrus, the person would report seeing someone else in the room who looked just like them. Another explanation could be if a person's temporoparietal junction, a part of the brain, is stimulated in just the right way, it could cause the person to hallucinate and see people who aren't there. This could also be an explanation for ghost sightings, imaginary friends, or even something known as the third man phenomenon. So this phenomenon is where mountain climbers and other isolated people will hallucinate another person or another companion who isn't really there with them, which is super creepy. Yeah. Criminologists also use this phenomena to describe the concepts of facial familiarity and similarity, which most commonly occurs in eyewitness testimonies. So one particular case of wrongful eyewitness testimonies left an innocent man to spend 17 years behind bars. 
For those 17 years, he kept denying that he had any involvement with the crime that he had been accused of. Finally, he was released after the real criminal had been found, a criminal who shared a striking resemblance and same first name as the innocent man. Roy's really excited that we're both in here together doing something, so he's just kind of chilling in the middle of us, and it's kind of cute. So this whole, like, eyewitness testimony familiar face thing reminded me of the case of Will and William West. Do you know this one? I don't. Uh, So this case actually prompted the need for fingerprints, but definitely gives the feel of doppelgangers. So two unrelated men named Will West and William West were both sentenced to jail at Leavenworth Penitentiary in Kansas over 100 years ago. Will West arrived to the penitentiary in 1903. His arrival confused the clerk as the clerk was convinced that he had already processed this man two years prior. This prompted the clerk to pull out the file on William West, who looked almost identical to Will West. Bertillian measurements were taken, so this was a method used kind of like what you were saying at the time to ID people. It was done by taking measurements of the dimensions of key physical features of a person. So, mm-hmm. you know, ear length, the distance from nose to ear, like things like that. So the crazy thing is, Will and William West both had the same Bertillian measurements. Will West even looked at the picture of William West and said, quote, that's my picture, but I don't know where you got it, for I know I have never been here before. So even he looked at a picture of a guy who wasn't him and thought it was him. Mm-hmm. So this whole mix-up between Will and William West showed that the Bertillian measurements were not an accurate way to ID people, obviously, and it wasn't long after this that the U.S. turned to fingerprinting. But okay, if you look it up online, these two men, when their pictures are side by side, you can see a few differences, like by their profile, and if you look really, really close. But if they aren't side by side, you could swear they were doppelgangers or even cousins or even brothers. Like, they're just so similar, it's wild. Well, not surprisingly, doppelgangers have showed up in numerous works of literature, movies, TV shows, music videos, and video games. And like we mentioned, the movie Us has kind of a weird concept of that as well. Yeah. But so who knows really what these are, how they come about, what they do, if they're evil. There's just no way to know. No. So those are doppelgangers. Kind of creepy. Yeah. A little creepy. Have you ever had someone other than my story tell you that they saw your doppelganger? No. Nope. And I'm still on the lookout for yours. My friend at work told me one day. So this was at a time when we were still wearing masks. And he said that he walked by this girl who ended up not having a mask on. And so he sees her hair from the back and, like, sees her walk by. And he's like, wow, Lauren, way to not say hi to me. And the girl turns and just, like, looks at my friend and her face drops. And that's when my friend realized that it wasn't me, but it was a girl who looked exactly like me, had my exact hair. And, like, they were outside, so she wasn't wearing a mask. And even without the mask, he thought it was me. Like, isn't that wild? So apparently I have a doppelganger at work who I've never seen. Hmm. Maybe I don't want to see them because I don't want bad luck. I'd like to see them. Joseph. What? Have I been sick recently when he saw that? COVID? No, I think that was before. Maybe it was after. I don't know. But hopefully nothing bad comes from it. Um, But yeah, so those are doppelgangers. So if anyone has like any weird stories, like you've seen yours or someone has seen yours, please like email us. That would be really cool to hear. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. At a scary state podcast at gmail.com. Also, please show us some support and go like us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify. You can give us five stars on Spotify. Tell your friends. That would be really awesome. Uh, follow us on social media at a scary state podcast at all the social media things. So we have 
Instagram and Facebook, and hopefully we'll be working on Twitter soon because I'm an old millennial who doesn't know how to work Twitter or TikTok. All right. Well, I think that's all. So um, I hope you enjoyed this short little episode. So stay scary. Stay safe. 